Hey everyone, this is Takem Ironhove. I'd like to present our first episode of After Dinner Mints. This first episode may sound a little disjointed. I'm actually recording this after our After Dinner Mints section. The intent was to record everything and then edit it down to have a special episode after our normal episodes are read. However, I kind of forgot to hit the record button. So, what I've done is taken the pieces that were recorded and edited them together to hopefully make a coherent episode. For our next live reading, I will be recording the entire thing and then editing down as necessary so it's more coherent. Anyway, I do hope you enjoy. Yeah, Lord of the Manor. It was. I said that you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of VNs out there, and everybody works hard on their stuff. But that I think that uh, Lord of the Manor is probably going to have some of the most complex and well thought out relationships between the characters that you come across. Yeah, I agree. He's given it a lot of thought. I absolutely agree. Um, So if you guys don't know, uh, Zaggy Norse on Telegram and around Fur Affinity, you may know who he is. Pretty well-known uh, equine furry. Uh, he's, he's creating um, a visual novel game called Lord of the Manor. And uh, I'm, myself, Modest, uh, we're in the Discord chat where he talks about the development and whatnot because we're, we're helping to play test and whatnot. So uh, I would have to agree with Modest. Like, it's, it's going to be very well thought out, the character interactions, the different... Uh, branching pathways that you could possibly take. Um, should we should we mention like who's who's possibly in it, or should we not say that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not. All. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything then. But um, there there might be some familiar sonas. There's that... some people. There's some people in it. There's there's people that some other people that aren't in it. Yeah, that is what. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, there's some people that are in it and some people who are not in it. You're going to find some people? Other people? Straight up, you're just not going to find them. Yeah, some, now some some of them, it, they're going to be hard to... That particular branch of the story, you might not ever run across. Got to be got to be mindful and careful. But I just want... I, I don't know why, I just thought, since I mentioned it, might as well plug it for a little bit, so... Yeah. I'm uh, sure. I'm it's, sure. A, it's a good project to plug, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's at version point four or point five now. Um, so he's it's it's it's. If you'd like to find Zaggy Norse, please contact him at his volcano lair. Yeah, his volcano lair. Um, let me for affinity. Uh, just just so. Uh, people who might be listening might be uh, unaware so listening we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna drop I'm gonna drop that link in the chat uh, you can go look at this for our affinity oh. page and that has links to his his game uh, Lord of the Manor and uh, whatnot so yeah y'all can, y'all can go check that out <clears throat> you just want to pinch those cheeks oh yeah as a matter of fact, uh, when you meet Zaggy, do that. Just walk right up to him and bend his cheeks. No context. Don't say a word. Just walk straight to him. Hands on both sides of the face. 
grab as hard as you can. You'll have a great time if you do that. Hold on. Don't let go. Yeah, hold on and don't let go. For 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 your for for God's sake, don't let go. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Let's see, Tara. Let's uh, see. Uh, Dream says, "I hope he is voicing a character too. He has a godly voice. He, he does have a damn good voice." Skugga says, "Pull his upper lip." My name is Zeginos. My name is Zeginos. I'm from South Africa. <laughs> this is my Zeginos impression. <laughs> Zeginos impression. <laughs> Tara says, "I feel he like does, this is how he we all get really slapped." He, d- he does. He really does have a wonderful voice. He has a, a naturally deep voice. Like I, you know, people say I have a deep voice, but for deep voices, my I actually have quite a high timbre, and he does not. Mm-mm. He's got a nice, classic, solid voice. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that was like I, I've mentioned before. You know, Zaggy supporting me with this whole voice acting and podcast thing. Um, like he was, he was like giving me support like telling me I should do this or that and whatnot <clears throat> and he hooked me up with a, a voice acting group at one point and like I'm sitting here thinking like listening to his voice it's like you need to be doing something like this like <laughs> but you know some people don't some people really don't like the sound of their own voice so He's kind of got his hands full, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. He's he's definitely got his hands full. That's for sure. This uh, even recording simple things for your voice, if you want to do it well, and you want to use decent equipment and interface it properly, it's quite a bit of work. Like honestly, I have like like I'm sitting inside my quote unquote sound booth right now. Um, it's honestly, it's nothing more than PVC pipe and moving blankets. And I think I've got two pieces of foam over the top. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, <laughs> well, I really should like, because I'm investing myself into this type of work at some point, I really should invest in a actual sound booth. But I think the what che- is this, the sign that you hang on the door to keep other people out. What does it say? That's what I want to know. There's nothing. They know when I shut my door, don't touch the door. No normies allowed. That's good, actually. That's actually good. No normies allowed. Actually, today. So, so while we're, while we're just bullshitting, so some of you may know today would have been my mother's sixtieth birthday. She passed away this past November. Uh, so the family, my dad, my cousin, decided to go out and kind of celebrate her birthday. <clears throat> and as we were driving to the restaurant, as we were driving to the restaurant, uh, no, on the way back, I was like, hey, tonight I'll be recording. Uh, if you guys hear stuff coming from, from my room, just ignore it. Don't listen to anything I'm saying. And if you do happen to listen to what I'm saying, I'm not a weirdo. That's just what's in the story I'm reading. So just, you know. <laughs> Well, first of all, you're a fucking weirdo. I am. Second of all, of course, condolences on your mom. Yeah. It's all all part of life. Yep. Having been through the experience of losing a dear family member recently myself, 
I still think it's important to say. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Some hard to go through. Good to see you on the other side of it. And I think we're just all happy to see you productive and uh, enjoying yourself. I appreciate that, Moss. And and the same goes for the same goes for you other guys that are in the Equine Furry Creators Discord. You've all oh, we're having a horrible time. You've all reached out to me and said, you know, talked about it oh. at some point. So I do appreciate do appreciate all that. All right, we've got two minutes. Um, Dream, Dream says, if you hear me moaning, I'm just working. Just ignore it. Yeah, I'm just working. It's just I. You know what that reminds me of? Dream. It reminds me of. Uh, uh, when Harry met Sally in the restaurant, <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, so just so you're aware, Modest, uh, the whole reason I asked you to repeat what you said is I started uh -oh. recording all of the audio. So oh. I'm going to mix that with our conversation after the reading and kind of uh -oh. put it all together. So make it seem like it was all one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to trick everyone. No, Lies and deceit. I wish I had been more elegant, eloquent the second time around. <laughs> oh, bitch. Always elegant. Always elegant. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> bitch, I'm fabulous. <laughs> Our husband says, uh huh. Yeah. Sure he is. <laughs> Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lot more flamboyant than people give me credit for because I come off as like people stay very straight acting which I think is hilarious and ridiculous because well you know I do all the gay things but I get excited and if you listen for it it's in there <gasps> Modest does the gay things says Dream so many gay things Okay, 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 everybody. I'll fucking I'll put the hose on this whole fucking group. He's gonna hose us. Oh yeah, hose me. <laughs> Dream says, Oh yeah, whip me down, Daddy. You're not supposed to rub yourself while I'm punishing you, Dream. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. All right, that's 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 it. Yay, we finished the story. I was not expecting. Uh, I was not expecting that modest. Gotcha. You, you gotcha, got me. You, yeah, you fucking got me. Dream. I am right with you. I swear, I heard the music cutting in. I like heard the swell of the string section. What are you, what are you talking about? When Is you it, started wrapping up the podcast oh like, you're like thank you for listening oh fucking okay i was That's... like oh shit he's doing the music and then it just went away and if it weren't for dream saying something i would think that i was completely fucking crazy wow <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not crazy though i'm not crazy my voice is a fucking mimetic <laughs> you hear me start doing those lines and the music just plays in everyone's head That's <laughs> it fucking great pavlov's podcast i wish he was here uh, the guy who created the the music for the podcast, um, I can't pronounce his his uh, Discord name. Cam Camdrian, I think that's that might be the closest. 
Is this, is this someone in the Equine Furry Creators Discord? Yes. Nice. Well, what, what was strange is his, I think it's his wife, was doing an art stream. And he just, he popped in and he started doing, like, he was working on some music. Like, they were both streaming. And I just happened to be in there and I was like, you know, it's a new year. I should get some new music. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Go-go. I was I was trying to bring it up. Um, Dude, yeah, you gotta evolve with the seasons, and you're doing uh, you're doing seasons. Yeah. so it makes great sense. I like it. Well, a lot. here's here's the thing: the the music I was using last year was um, it was royalty free music. Just I found it on a website somewhere. I'd been using it, um, and so I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me pay someone for a track. And then it's mine. You know, I don't have to give any kind of royalties to anyone. I'll, I'll ever have to worry about that. So, And it's not expensive. Our, you know, our creative people work for peanuts. Well, he did He did a two-minute two and 30-minute, two-minute and 30-second track for $75. And I ended up, I think I ended up paying him 100 because I, I needed it, like, in a week's time. <laughs> and he had it done by, by Thursday. So I think the stream was Sunday. And by Thursday, it was finished. But I went. I went ahead and gave him a hundred for it because you know, like you said, a lot of a lot of furry creators they really do work for peanuts. They um, do. A lot it's of, nice to see like the equine furry creators Discord coming through with the talent, hooking it up. There are so many creatives in our Discord. Like it's ridiculous. Not only artist, not only graphical artists. You've got my, like myself and you, for instance voice acting and then you've got yourself doing music camdrian doing music i mean there's just if it's if it's some kind of creative pursuit there's someone in the discord that is is in that pursuit writers authors oh yeah i've already hit record so don't worry let's see dream says it's as bad when i get a new follower on twitch i'm the butcher of names sadly yeah it's like the podcast I listen to, Small Town Murder. The one guy reads the people who signed up for their Patreon each week, and he sucks at reading names, and it's hysterical. Like, like for now, well, speaking of the Patreon, like for now, I'm going to re- try to read all the names, but if it ever gets to the point where it's like 20, 30 names, I'll, I'll probably do it based on tiers. How, how, do you, how do you pronounce this guy's name? If I, I mean, if I gave it a try, it's K-H-A-M-Y. D R I A N. I would say Camidrian. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Oh, he and he was a he I was like a it. he was a pleasure to work with. I mean, he was like he he came up with just like like he was playing with instruments at first, and then he kind of came up with a pattern or, or, or a rhythm. And what are they? What is the word for someone who can play multiple instruments? There's like the specific word for it, just like there is with languages. Um, Can't recall it, but I'm insanely jealous of those people. I wish I were one of those people. I'm not sure. Okay, so Dream, uh, are, are Dream is telling us to do a QA time. That that would be a good. That would be uh, that's that's a good question to start off with, I guess. Oh my gosh, what's been we, your? You know what? We... Hmm? Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, go go for it. I was going to say, we, you and I actually talked about this last week. And while we were talking about it, I did not at all make the connection in my head that I was going to be here a week from then. And <laughs> potentially 
subject to this treatment. Well, there we go. Well, oh, Jesus. Uh, first, first question comes from Dream Merchant. Uh, what's been your favorite part about starting the podcast? Uh, for myself, back before I started the podcast and I was just getting suggestions from people like Modest and other guys over in Hoofprints, um, they were like, hey, you should do something with your voice. And then uh, one of the other people in there suggested a name and it just kind of happened. But it gave me the confidence to sit here and do it. Like, I was always so nervous to to record, like, silly lines and whatnot. But it gave me the confidence to do it, and I'm being creative. Like, like with, with graphic artists, you know, they have to be creative within their drawing space. With musicians, they have to be creative within their musical space. With, with this, I have to be creative with my voice and how I deliver the lines, and it gives me a creative outlet. The second part, to answer the question, is I... One of the reasons I started the podcast was I wanted to draw more attention to furry authors who may not be getting as much attention as they should be because I I write myself modest rights and both of us can attest to this that a lot of authors within the furry fandom don't receive the, uh, I don't want to say critical acclaim, but they don't get that renown. For, for instance, for instance, a great example is you've got Amethyst Mayer and you've got Zaggy, both very well-known authors within the furry fandom. And then you've got someone who comes in who has never wrote, wrote a story before, and they their, their stories may be on par with the writing skills of, say, Amethyst or Zaggy, but they're not going to get the attention that they deserve. And so it, it that's one of my favorite parts is bringing that level of attention to the smaller creators that are in the writing section of the fandom. Uh, Modest, do you want to expound on any anything I said? I mean... Uh, well, I couldn't answer the question directly, obviously, because, uh, you know, what's your favorite part about starting the podcast? Well, I have not started a podcast, but my favorite part of you having started this podcast is uh, honestly, I think my favorite part about it is like seeing you buckle down and accomplish these episodes and then the sense of accomplishment that you have from those is noticeable and uh, I enjoy seeing that in you as someone who appreciates your productivity when you put content out but uh, when it comes to the furry art world writers and artists in general not getting the attention they deserve you know it's, it's obviously for a lot of reasons but I mean the spaces in which we share these things have not seen any kind of change or investment you know nothing major has happened no new sites or galleries have really stuck with the community as a whole and we don't have these organizations you know there are like uh, some conventions that are very long standing and have developed a kind of clout uh, but we really don't have a lot of institutionalized groups like that in the furry community I mean I honestly think that that's probably a sort of reflection of how crazy independent and unique 
furries are. There's a, maybe it's difficult for us to be cohesive because in every other context in our lives, we are typically so, uh, we stand out as so different and uh, struggle with that socially, a lot of us. So, you know, I, I think it's like uh, less to do maybe with like a boogeyman, more to do with kind of the fall of written media anyway. But I think projects like yours to come, taking a story from one media, translating it into another, just as like someone who maybe took a story and translated it into another language to make it available to more people. I mean, ultimately, they're increasing the chance of success or the chance of, you know, that story reaching someone who's going to enjoy it. And ultimately, in our community, just leave a comment, say something nice, reach out. The most we can hope for is, uh, you know, someone hears the story on your podcast, makes contact with the author, and is somehow they get a commission or, you know, that generates business uh, for the people that, you know, you put on your podcast. And as your podcast grows, that influence grows, hopefully. So, you know, use it wisely. And uh, good luck to everybody out there who's writing amazing stories. Make sure to put them in front of our face. Get involved with the equine furry creators. You know, um, Tacom is somebody who gets on here and puts his work in and gets the events going. And you can do that too for your work stream your work, get an event going, talk to them about how you can do that. Come over to Hoofprints on Telegram and join our writers contest. Write us a custom story and win some Indeed, yeah. win some free art. <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, you know, we're we're only a, a few people, but we are devoting at least some of our time, some of our income to creating a couple of small opportunities for you guys really. Because yeah. nobody else knows about them. <laughs> right, right. So get in there. Take advantage of us. <laughs> now, I, I want to promote, mm-hmm. and I know this is off the question at this point, but I really, really want to help smaller authors and creators get bigger and receive that attention that they should so that they will continue to write. Something Zaggy preaches all the time is just write. And... It's while, so true. while it yes it works being demotivated and trying to write it's not helpful so this this is a means of as far as our writing contest this is a means of trying to drum up that motivation within people back to another point you made uh, on, on the podcast website there's a story submission form if you know of a story that maybe I've not seen or heard about and you would like to see it featured on the podcast, go fill out that form or send me a DM somewhere. Tell me about the story. And from there, I will reach out to the authors. I'll, I'll <laughs> not the next episode, but one of the coming episodes. Um, I actually kind of feel bad for this because I reached out to the author on, on so furry and then after like a day or two, I, he didn't respond. So I went across the internet and tracked this guy down on fur affinity. Cause his link on so furry was broken. <laughs> okay. And Thank then I you. tracked him down on Twitter. Like I read your story. I please went, respond. 
And it was the only story this guy had wrote, and it was so... I read your story, please respond. It was so fucking good. I cannot wait to present this story. Um, But I tracked him down. Like, I felt like a stalker. (laughs) But I tracked him down. Luckily, we had a good conversation. And he said, let me... Give me a few... Like He said, this is my first story I've written. Just give me a few days to to think about it, see if that's something I want to do. And I was like, take your time. Take all the time you need. And... um, Luckily, he came back and said, yeah, I, th- I think we want to do it, and um, or I want to do it. And I just, like I said, I kind of felt like a stalker because I really wanted to, I really want to showcase this story. It is so good. Like, Well, if it walks like a stalker and so, so like a stalker. <laughs> yeah. So some of you guys may not know who Bellicose is. Uh, he's in the, he, he he's in the hoof prints. No, actually, I think he recently left for, personal reasons uh but his his quality of writing is astronomical i mean he's a damn good writer um and i would put this story that i found almost on equal footing it was phenomenal you're yeah i was gonna say of course it's a subjective thing and yeah it is subjective but I, i I feel I, I it's not something I know I just feel it in my bones like it's I think it will be very well received so does anyone else have another question here comes dream with the next question I'm taken with anticipation what's been the best performing episode so far okay so I've talking I've talked to dream about this. I talked to Dream about this in the admin group. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was episode 10. I'm pretty sure episode 10 was the best episode ever. Next question. Episode Next 10. Question. Next question, please. You talk about episode 10. Next. Ex- uh, season 1, episode 10? Season, I believe it was season 1, episode 10. Nah, that's going to be <laughs> everything you need to know. It, it Honestly, it did perform well. It did perform well. Okay, so the, the best performing episodes... Uh, in order, I actually had this remem- memorized, and now I forgot. Oh damn! Fuck! You're gonna rank me in there. <laughs> I am. Uh, let's see. So I'm gonna give the top three. Top three. Uh, right now, the top three best performing episodes have been season one, episode nine, "Bimbo Hypnosis" by Amethyst Mare. Season one, episode eighteen, "What They Say About Zebras" by Zaggy Norris. And season one, episode sixteen, chocolate overdose by Ozzy. That was a good one. Chocolate it was. overdose it was a good one. Now, something I want to mention. This is something I've been talking to Dream about. So, the first episode of season one, year to date since it was released, has had eighty-two plays. Not a lot, uh, but you know, for for the beginning of the year. No, excuse me. What did I say? Yeah, 82. So, Dream's episode released. Dream wrote a story called uh, Jim and I Speak Thy Name. Uh, and her ep- her episode's been out, what, a week now? Two weeks now? Uh, it is already at 55. So, her... Based on what I've seen on statistics, her story has been growing the fastest of any episode we've had to date. It's gotten that many plays that quickly. So... I just wanted I wanted to point that out because I'm not sure if you heard 
that if you've heard that episode, Mondas, but it's it's a good story. I have. I'm current. I've heard all the episodes that you've put out, and uh, I not only that, but I I read uh, Jim and I speak that name and wrote a review for it for the Modest Reads Review Channel, and it's going to be one of the inaugural reviews when the channel opens up. Very but nice. like I said, I'm I'm still working on a bank of reviews. That way, there's uh, a body of content when it opens up. And it's not going to be something that updates all the time anyway. It's going to be a, a long con, as they say. Right. But uh, I definitely did and uh, enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Uh, Dream said, I swear to God, this wasn't a self-plug. It was awesome hearing about the episode one story numbers. I, I know. I just I just have to mention about your story because it, it shocked me. Uh, well, it, you it know, you've got a lot of... Not all new listeners are going to have the time or availability or maybe some of them, they come and listen to an episode or two and they don't come back for a while, but I'm sure not all of them go back all the way to the very first episode. Right, right. And the thing you know, is, so I, I often worry about people who go back to episode season one, episode one and listen to that and then, oh, think, and then think that every episode is going to be like that because episode one, yeah. season one was rough. I mean, it objectively, it's bad. The first performance that I have done as a voice actor in your podcast was recorded on my phone, and I'm not proud of it at all. So I thought you I get did you. okay. I mean, it, it was fine. It worked out. Everybody lived. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it was it was rough. Uh, Husbear asks, "How many subscribers to the podcast do you have so far?" Um, I wish I could tell you that. That's one of the statistics I can't see, oddly enough. Um, or if I can see it, I don't know where to find it. Um, damn, you think they would show you that? You would think. Um, I, you need. I think you need to do a bit of a, a little bit of a digging, on you. digging around, see if I can find it. Well, on Mr. On, Falcon IT guy, holy shit! You know. Um, but but on the on the anchor webpage where I actually do the uploading, there's a box here that tells me the number of plays over the entire lifetime of the podcast. It tells me plays per episode on average, audience size over the last seven days, and then um, there's a current balance for the ad reads that I have at the very beginning of each episode. And just so you guys know, it is at $16.61, and I've not ever cashed out. So that's the entire amount of money this show has made, besides the Patreon, which that's a whole different thing. So um, I guess since I'm bringing the the money up, uh, sugar daddy. so you guys all know, I, I do plan on doing exactly what I said. All of the funds will be going to... The voice actors, the authors of the stories, and that's going to be based on percentages of plays. And then anything left at the end of the year, that's all going to charity, which we picked by the members of Patreon. And we'll come up with a, a list of charities, and then we'll pick one. Or, if you guys want, we'll pick two or three and split the funds between them. And um, I may even match... Uh, I may even pay out of my own pocket and match whatever the donation is. If it's not like a crazy amount. 
because um, <laughs> I say that now and then somebody's going to be like, oh, we've made $10,000 this year for charity. Um, Dude, you got to set, you have to set like a goal that you would be willing to match and say, you know, oh, I'll match up to like 400 bucks and then like that'll try, you know, that'll drum people up to you know try what? to hit that $400 mark. You know what's funny? That's the exact number I had in my head was $400. I was like, yeah, I could probably match 400 And then you said and it. For, I was like, oh, shit. For full full transparency as well for any, if there are any Patreons, patrons, but, but, but whatever the fuck you're called. In the chat, in the stream, I as a voice actor am not taking any kind of payment for this because I, I know took him taking way, way too well for that. That would be weird. Well, that was something that was something I was going to offer to the voice actors and authors. One because it hasn't made a lot of money, and I'll once I get to the point where I'm like, hey, do you want payment or do you want me to donate this to charity? And you know, right. maybe they just want to donate to charity. And well, yeah. we have some experience with the budget in the Hoofprints Writers Contest, and let me just tell you, it goes fast. Mm-hmm. So you really like you you want to pay everybody involved fairly, but unless I get a better job or you know hit that lottery money, then you know it's just not possible. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, you feel bad though because you feel like you're asking people to do stuff for clout, which is crappy, right. but. You know, you get to come hang out with us, and you know that makes you cool. So, uh, yeah, you get them cool points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes it totally worth it. <clears throat> Let's see. What, what was the next question? I think I'm. I think I missed one. Skuga, is that a question? Uh, Skuga said, "Takeem should do proofreadings." Uh, Takeem should do proofreadings. Like, like two hours before the live reading, I should go through and read the the script and whatnot um, i'm very surprised you don't i i definitely do i should and the thing is terminus even told me and you know we, we stumbled on some of the words because it wasn't quite written he had told me that it wasn't properly edited <laughs> so uh one of the things that i hate as a reader in general especially because i don't you know you are aware of this taken but for years now ever since i joined the telegram hoof prints when i read a story that's been shared a lot of times i read that out loud to husband mm-hmm. uh lately though he's been working on his schoolwork, so i've not been doing it but uh, it has made me read out loud which is not something that a lot of people do and there's like you read like a voice line or something like that and you have like a voice in your head that you're like oh, i think this fits and then the, the line right after it is, you know, he said in a high-pitched voice that sounded like a drill in a cave, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, I was completely wrong about how I interpreted that character. Yep. So doing that read-through, it's like it, it uh, exposes you to the character in a way that makes you much more comfortable from that first line and gives you that consistent characterization. Yeah. Yeah, you make a damn good point that, that you're absolutely right. One of the things that we went over in the voice acting classes is doing like a dry read, which is how I usually perform is I just go into it and go. Um, and being able to scan ahead slightly as you're reading and then it's kind of like you're doing two things at once. You're talking and reading your, your current line 
but then you're also scanning ahead one, two, or three lines ahead to, and you, you're already thinking about how you're doing the next line. And I think I, I agree. One, I agree that I should do a dry read and kind of already have a persona in mind. But at the same time, I had gotten working a radio years ago, cutting ads and whatnot, and having to go on the air live. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of got into that flow of just just run with it. Just well, you, ha- you have to you know, hit it on the spot. Flow, flow is an interesting word to use because I think that uh, part of pre-reading, what it helps me to do is to concentrate or focus less on understanding every word that I'm reading on the fly. And it actually allows me the space to sort of relax into just not thinking about what I'm reading as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes things roll a lot smoother and more naturally off of the tongue, I feel. Yeah. 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 I, I, but just for me, of course. There's, de- there's definitely a benefit to that. Uh, I'm, yeah. And now, now, like today, and I, uh, I mentioned this at the beginning when we started, like I stayed up till 4 a.m. last night finishing the editing and all of that for the episode that released today. Brutal. I've been dragging all day long. Uh, I can't do stuff like that. I don't, I cannot do it. I did not want to go to that little family dinner we had, but in honor of my mom, we went. And when I got back home, cause we got back home around uh, four o'clock, I came in here to my room, took off my pants, put on some shorts, got comfortable. And that's when I started typing up the script. And then once I sent that over to you, I just kind of didn't do anything. I just like sat here for a little bit. <laughs> mm, I feel like my entire uh, day would be a lobotomized dream. If I had stayed up until 4am and do that. Hell I wake up at four. The 4am is when I wake up on a work day. Yeah. I, went, I lay down at four and I got back up at 11. I mean, I was woo, ready to go. Like within, like I got up at 11, took Jade out. 15 minutes later, I was in the shower. By 12 o'clock, we were on the road to the restaurant. So just, it's not, it's not the way I should be doing things, but it's the way it's working. So, uh, but no, this episode here, I'm definitely going to do some editing during the week. Like, like the episode art, for instance, uh, for that, what I'll do is I'll take the exact image that I posted for this episode change it to part two and then just recolor it like instead of it being kind of a grayish green maybe i'll put like i don't know a warmer yellow or orange or pink or something you know just change it slightly and then turn it to part two real simple thing it might take 15 minutes to do you know uh like last night the very last thing i did was create the art well, I was uploading it as I was creating the art, and that took maybe thirty minutes from from scratch. I have to go look at the art for it again. I'm going to recall what it is. I have to be honest; I don't think I paid much mind to it. It's a um, on the right hand side. It's a black and white picture of a little shack just sitting. Oh, kind of out in right, the woods. yes. I put a filter on it to give it a little bit of green, um, and then the left hand side is just a generic, like slate looking background that I put a filter on kind of green threw some text on it um, 
So for anyone who doesn't know, there's a wonderful thing that you can use uh, called Adobe Express that's all online. And it's wonderful for making like simple little banners. They've got free uh, clip art that you can use and you can throw text in there. And it's it's nothing fancy, but it works. <laughs> I've got uh, uh, an iPad and use Procreate on yeah. it for the art that I do. Yeah, and you can definitely I, do that. Well, I'm killing myself because I, I before had an HP Spectre and I was using a program called Art Rage, which... Uh, did a great job at like recreating the physical kind of textures of paint and papers in a really mm. interesting way. But I really did struggle with it for a long time. And I, I it, during that period, which was years long, because this was, a, I, f- I thought, I'm not going to pay all this money for one of these crazy programs. And Art Rage was rather uh, affordable. And so I struggled for years to really put out any art that I was very proud of. And I get this iPad and switch over to Procreate, and I'm not an Apple fanboy. I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't have an iPhone. I don't like it. I'm a grumpy old iPhone bastard. Um, but I. I have to admit, this fucking iPad Procreate is so good. It was like <coughs> immediately me. put me in a much more comfortable place and allowed me to move past so many of the technical challenges that held me back. That's good. That is good. Because if you guys haven't seen uh, Modest's, Modest's art, uh, go to his FA. He, he's, you're a good artist. It's, it's weird stuff, and I am not very good at it, but I don't really care either. So I just do stuff when I want to do it. I put it out there when I'm done with it. I don't care if it's Tuesday at fucking 1.15 p.m. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because you, yeah. To me, you are a good artist. Thank you. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Yeah. And you're a good musician. If you haven't heard that, go to his FA page and listen to that shit. That's some you know, good, that's that it, good what's shit. What's so funny is that it's not a song that I'm, it's really not a song that I'm very good at. But I did it anyway because I really like the song and I felt like it was so proper for a first song to put up and i really am looking at the music that i'm choosing in that way it's like you know maybe i'm not the best singer in the world or the best musician in the world but i'm definitely decent enough to take you through from start to finish and i'm going to try to stand out by choosing entertaining and interesting music well see the thing is i don't know like that that's a cover you're doing a cover of a of a, another song right yes so, yes. like, I don't know the original song. I have no idea what that's... I mean, I, I'm sure I could look it up and find and listen to it, but, like, from, from someone who doesn't know the original, I think it sounds amazing. It sounds really good. So... Thank you. Yeah. Definitely go go check out the original. The song is... Uh, oh, gosh, where did it go? Because, of course, I can't remember this shit. I'm way too high. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's called Plastic. It's by a guy named Moses Sumney, and uh, just has like the lightest, most angelic voice, and sings. You know, it's like that really moody music that just like got written very well. Lyrics that you just you're sure they mean something important, that kind of stuff. Right. But it's actually quite fitting. Uh, 
the topic that we're on and the uh if you don't mind the description that i wrote when i put that music up was you know that investing creative effort in the furry community can be a loveless pursuit that most of us never get the kind of attention we flirt for and the ones that do sometimes are driven to resent it Mm -hmm. and you see that a lot you see uh plenty of creators content creators in the furry community struggling with mental health uh their fan base they feel a lot of expectations uh, over the uh their sharing of art and that you know people enjoy them and you know they they build these communities and it's so weird because it's like the exact thing that we want is what drives us you know to a place far beyond you know uh, where we ever wanted it to take us to begin with Mm -hmm. but it happens a lot we all know people that have found themselves in that position so the song is just about kind of not feeling like you're worthy of attention but also quite purposefully going for it and it's a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit of a wink like uh someone with experience passing it down to another and saying that you know i already know what it's like to go through this fucked up dance and uh even on, even though I have this experience, like someone who's a popular artist, you see their silhouette, and it's almost like you build them up. The line is, you see my silhouette, so you're standing scared of me, but can I tell you a secret? My wings are made of plastic. And it's sort of like, you know, these, these figures, these idols that we sometimes make of content creators in the furry community, like, drives this mental health collapse sometimes that they, ha- they can have. <clears throat> And so it's like this really interesting topic. I thought the song commented on it lovely, uh, in a lovely way. And I, I like that uh, you guys always touch on it in these uh, sessions that you have as well. All right, you're Rant awesome. over. Did I just talk for like no, 20 you're, solid you're minutes? You're fine, dude. You're fine. So I want to I wanna share a story that's tangential to what you were just saying. And Okapi, I see that you're here in the chat. Stop me. If, if you want, if you don't want me to, uh, share this. So I was in a stream, uh, Okapi was streaming the other day. I think she was streaming with Egypt, uh, Jackal on one of our streaming channels. And Egypt had said in that stream that, um, had it not been for the Equine Furry Creators Discord, that they were going to leave, uh, they were going to stop doing art, um, I don't know the details of what happened, Okapi, uh, but she said that had it not been for us being supportive and bringing uh, that love and that attention, that support that people need, they were going to leave doing art. And they're a damn good artist. And I, I would have personally hated to see someone like, like Okapi give up because of whatever fucking drama was going on it's sad to me that that some members of the community decide to hate and decide to grief others when we're all here in creative pursuits and all of us 
all of us should should be lifting each other up instead of squashing each other down. So it's tangential to what you were saying, you know, getting getting mentally overloaded and becoming uh, resentful of the very thing that was making you happy to begin with. So, yeah, I just I wanted to share that, Okapi. And like I said, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I thought that was touching. And, and you didn't even mean to be touching. You were just you were just talking and it. it as, as a moderator of the Equine Furry Creators and someone who was there when we were trying to put all this together, it, that was touching. That was really touching to, to have someone say that. So it just, mean, it just means as far as our Discord server goes, we're, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're, we're trying to bring people together. We're trying to share each other's creations, trying to uplift each other. And then tangential to that... <laughs> Uh, we had, I'm not going to go into details about it, but we, we had to kick someone the other day. Uh, just, he was just hateful. Just, he was intentionally, he public, like we had this long drawn out discourse. Like I said, I'm not going to get into details, but there at the very end, he blatantly said he was just trolling people and we don't need that kind of shit. So yeah. And it's, it's not like with your behavior here, you can, you know, there's some uh, measurable uh, void that you can somehow fill and solve the problem. It's more that in order to exist in a space that we want, sometimes we have to create that space. And mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're not, we're not kids, we're grownups now, we've got the power to do this, and we should exercise it, because why the hell not? Who else is going to? We're in the position to, so why shouldn't we? And so, you know, it's cool to to hear firsthand that, you know, you're reaching out to people or you're getting through to people, even if it's just with regular support. Just what I like to refer to as not being a bastard. Just, you know, yeah, simply checking that negative impulse that you might have to criticize something or to interject with your opinion that nobody really asked you for just so you can talk about how you don't like that thing or how you like this thing better or even when you have something and you, you're thinking to yourself I really just want to tell my story I really just want to wait till this person's done talking so I can say yeah but this you know even checking that impulse to ask one more question about that person's story to say well how did that work out though or mm-hmm. you know anything like the stuff that we all struggle to do, not just online, but in our own personal relationships as well. And it is true that that's missing. It's especially easy to forgo on the internet where there's anonymity and people are so easily replaceable. Uh, so it's cool that if you have your own space, if you have the ability to carve out your own little space, that you do so in a way that you're just there for people. Otherwise, what the fuck's the point of all this? Yeah, and then that—that's the thing here, and, and and I'm not just saying this is exclusive to Equine Furry Creators. I'm sure there's other spaces that like to do this not, as well, but like like with 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 this Discord, we want to be as inclusive as possible. We want everyone to come in and one either enjoy the creations that are being created or create themselves and share that with other people and. You know, at any at any level of of uh, 
skill. You know, if, even if you're just starting out as an artist or just starting out as a voice actor or just starting out as an author. Like the same thing over in Hoofprint, speaking of authors. You know, we have people in there all the time saying, and Modest, you can attest to this, uh, saying, I, I'm new to this. I can't do it. One reason or another. And I know it's difficult to to put yourself out there. And you're worried about judgment and you're worried about um, more or less falling flat on your face. But at the same time, everyone starts somewhere and the, the best place to start is flat on your face because when, when you're at that level, if you have people around you who are willing to say, Hey, I like what you did. Let's try this or let's try that or something, something along those lines, picking other people up, helping them express themselves and create and showing them tools, techniques, yada, yada. So I think that's the kind of space that we want to create here as far as the equine furry creators. So do you want me to show you my techniques? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Show me them techniques, big boy. All right, Dream. You have a good night. Go cook. Do your thing. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming around. We're going to wrap this up. Um, Thanks for hanging out, Dream. Bye. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and wrap this up. Everyone, I'm glad you came. Listen to us. Make sure to go listen to the episode of the podcast and go back to listen to some old episodes. And just like we were talking about, you can see if you go back to the older episodes, you can go and listen to how we've progressed, how we've grown. We've learned some things. We've messed things up, but we're getting there. You know, we're, we're, we're continuing to, to, or this train's rolling <laughs> forward. How's there? Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to, back. go listen to season one, episode 10. That That's a good one. Anyway, All y'all have a good night and come again.